You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Josh Barker, and this is The Policy Corner. As Americans take to the polls next week, control of the House and Senate hangs in the balance. One piece of legislation that will be on the line is H.R. 1808, the assault weapons ban of 2022. The bill passed the House at the end of July on mostly partisan lines. The final vote was 217 to 213, most Democrats supporting and Republicans opposing. The Senate Judiciary Committee received the bill but hasn't taken any action. If Republicans take charge of either House of Congress, similar legislation is unlikely to pass next term. To understand the assault weapons ban, it's critical to understand existing federal law on the topic. An automatic firearm will fire continuously if the trigger is pulled down, meaning that new bullets are automatically fed into the weapon from the magazine and fired out without the gunman having to move his finger. They're also commonly called machine guns, and currently under federal law, including the 1934 National Firearms Act and 1968 Gun Control Act, they're considered Title II firearms. Contrary to popular belief, machine guns aren't illegal. However, federal law makes it quite difficult to acquire one. In order to obtain one, a person must go through an extensive background check with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. The acquisition is subject to approval from the U.S. Attorney General. And the purchase must be made through a federal firearms dealer with a Class 3 license. A semi-automatic firearm, on the other hand, automatically reloads the chamber with a new bullet after one is fired but it requires a gunman to pull the trigger for each shot rather than holding it down like an automatic weapon. In 1994, Democrats in Congress passed the Federal Assault Weapons Ban, a 10-year prohibition on the manufacturing and transfer of ownership of many semi-automatic firearms with certain cosmetic features that were defined by the law as assault weapons. Now, it did allow individuals who already possessed such weapons to maintain ownership of them, they just couldn't transfer ownership. In the end, the bill expired in 2004 and the law was not renewed. So what would this assault weapons ban of 2022 do? Well, it would go further than the 1994 law. The subtitle of the bill is, quote, an act to regulate assault weapons to ensure the right to keep and bear arms is not unlimited. The bill would make it unlawful to, quote, import, sell, manufacture, transfer, or possess a semi-automatic weapon that is not an antique weapon or rendered inoperable. It does allow the government and law enforcement to purchase and use such guns. But there's also a grandfather clause. Existing guns will be allowed. Nobody will become a criminal overnight. However, they will be unable to transfer their gun, whether that's a sale, gift, or even a temporary loan, unless they go through a federally licensed gun dealer. And it would also ban outright the transfer or sale of large capacity ammunition devices. That's big magazines. Amy Swearer is a legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation's Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. She went viral earlier this year for her testimony about the assault weapons ban, which she opposes. Here's what she had to say. We all want safer communities, but the characteristics distinguishing so-called assault weapons from non-assault weapons are not factors like caliber, lethality, or rate of fire. Proposals to ban scary-looking features like barrel shrouds or pistol grips are, for all intents and purposes, proposals to force law-abiding citizens to own guns that are harder for them to handle, harder to fire accurately, and more likely to cause them injuries even when they are being used for lawful purposes. Moreover, semi-automatic rifles are not a meaningful driving factor behind rates of gun violence, and an American citizen is four times as likely to be stabbed to death than they are to be shot to death with a rifle of any kind. Despite frequent claims that semi-automatic rifles are the weapon of choice for mass public shooters, in the last decade, over half of these shootings have been carried out with handguns alone. 
On the other hand, semi-automatic rifles like the AR-15 are so well-suited for defensive action against threats in a civilian context that the Department of Homeland Security quite literally designates them as personal defense weapons for law enforcement officers. It is little wonder, then, that millions of law-abiding citizens in this country also choose these types of semi-automatic rifles as their own personal defense weapons. Kristen Rand is the legislative director of the Violence Policy Center and supports the ban for both the rifles and high-capacity magazines. She argues that things have gotten worse since 2004 when the 1994 ban expired. The rise of public mass shootings directly coincides with the increasing availability of assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. And in fact, they pose a significant risk to law enforcement. The Violence Policy Center performed an analysis of unpublished information from the FBI and determined that one out of five law enforcement officers slain in the line of duty in 2016 and 2017 were killed with assault weapons. And since the ban lapsed, the industry has only become more and more and more aggressive. And one point I would like to make about the increasing lethality is the huge increase in the capacity of magazines. We very seldom saw 75-round, 100-round magazines. We see those all the time now. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning in to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.